Hi there, good evening. If you have any story submissions of your own, I would like you to send them to the email address linked in the description. However, let's get into tonight's video. The first victim was Emily Stout. She was the sweetest thing coming up from South Carolina to make it in Broadway. I met her at the subway station. Her blonde hair was gorgeous, really well cared for. Her blue eyes were cute, and then her smile would easily brighten up your day. Unfortunately, everything about her turned repulsive when I got to her. When the police found her, most of her teeth was missing. Her hair ripped to shreds and her eyes popped out by their sockets. Every time I look at her picture, it brings a smile to my face. Until I remember how she looked when I left her. The next victim was Roger Parks. He was a big shot stockbroker. He put most of his money in stocks because he believed that that's where all the money will grow. Well... Finally, one day, his stocks went down hard. Lost all of his money in the 2008 depression. He looked so depressed when I made my attack. Like he was ready to die. The police found him the same way they found the first victim. But he had his briefcase still. Inside of it was all his papers he needed. And the most disturbing thing was that he had a picture of his family on him. Maybe he just wanted one last goodbye. The third victim was Victoria Smith. She was this 40-something mother of three. She was definitely keeping good shape at her age. She would always complain about how her kids don't have time for her anymore and how her husband won't pay her any attention. They found her with guts pulled out of her body, skull crushed and her body becoming jelly. I have her picture with her family, the family that didn't give her enough attention. The fourth victim was Kelly Soprano. She worked a ticket booth at the subway station. I saw her every day she worked after school. Pretty little thing. Her brunette hair was amazing. Her smile always brightened me up when I had my darkest days. And she always was down to talk whenever. I wished I never touched her. Looking back, she was the victim I regret killing the most. She was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. Her picture is her with the dog filter on her face, and she's wearing her metro uniform. The fifth and most recent victim was Todd Lebowski. He was this wannabe YouTuber performing stupid stunts to get views. I watched his videos after the killing and he seemed like the entitled douchebag. His last stunt was the worst one he could have thought of. He was getting my attention, trying to piss me off. Well, he got what he wanted, to piss me off. His body was the worst out of them all. You couldn't even recognize who he was. They had to go off dental records to see who he was. Somehow, the camera was intact so they looked at the footage. What they saw was me, 
trying to tell him to get off the track before I ran him over on the subway car. After every death, everyone tells me it's not my fault, but I can't help just remembering them in their last moments. I started to feel better when I took pictures of them and hang them in the subway cars I drive for the day. I went to everyone's funeral to make sure they had someone to remember them. Emily had to go into prostitution, became a heavy user of drugs. Roger became affiliated with loan sharks and made a hole too big to come out of. Victoria lost everything. Her kids went out of state. Her husband was a gay man the whole time. The cherry on top was, she found out she had skin cancer and she had a month to live. Kelly was a victim of bullying. Her note said she loved everyone that made her smile. She even mentioned me. Todd seemed like a stunt gone wrong, but actually he was battling depression and his stunts were a way of trying to end it all. To the people who are battling depression or going through a rough spot in their life, just know that someone will remember you fondly, even if it's the guy who sees you in your final seconds. Number 2 Actually, archivist is a little bit of a reach. I volunteer at my local historical society. Specifically, I transcribe recordings and retype documents that are in poor shape. I initially volunteered in order to access history and folklore records that aren't available anywhere else. A couple of weeks ago, I found a tape-recorded interview conducted by a graduate student. The subject was an elderly gentleman named Terence. Well, Terence has passed. His family still lives here in town. They gave me permission to share this story, but asked that I withhold information like Terence's surname, the town name, and the interview date. After consulting with Terence's descendants, I decided not to correct his grammar or syntax. The interview can be a little hard to read at times because of this, but I think it's pretty easy to get used to. I'd like to note three things. First, this piece involves fairly detailed description of the deaths of a rabbit and of a dog. Second, Terence's repeated use of the word Kodak, Kodak used to be a catch-all term for cameras in my area. And in fact, I know a few elderly people who still refer to all cameras as Kodaks. Third, Terence repeats a variation of I do not understand myself several times. This phrase is a pattern or a ritual prayer that Terence learned growing up. I obviously don't know if it's true, but it's an official part of my city's historical record. And in any case... Judging by the emotion expressed in the recording, Terence believed it. So, without further ado, Terence's interview. My grandfather, who were a good photographer early in his life, owned many Kodaks. He got rid of most, but held back one that my daddy found in his home after he died. My daddy thought it may be worth something, it weren't. It were broken and had earwigs inside it. 
my daddy had no use for the thing and made to toss it away. But I asked him to keep it. He allowed me this and I fixed it up slow. When it was fixed, I carried it with me all around the place. The film cost money, but my daddy did well for himself. So when I did my chores well, he would buy me two rolls each month. I had a dog named Tusky. Piebald Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Didn't have to pay for him as a pup because his lower jaw were wrong and stuck out too far. His teeth braked sometimes and hurt him some. On his bad days, I would feed him by hand. He grew up too big, twice as big as other bulls I saw. He were a good dog though, I trained him right. He never hurt nobody, was too good for his own good. Couldn't be a guard dog, too friendly. Companion, not a work dog. For this, my daddy didn't like him much. I like to take pictures with Kodak. I taught Tusky to pose real well. I took many pictures of him. He looked funny with his stuck out jaw and his little ears forward. Even though he looked funny, I told him always that he looked handsome. He stood up straighter when I tell him this. So I know he could tell I was giving him compliments. I loved that dog. One day he killed a rabbit. It weren't a clean death because his teeth were all wrong and the jaw did not allow to good grip. So he did not break the neck or the back of the rabbit. I heard it screaming. Rabbit screams is bad business. I were a young boy at this time so I cried for it. I tried to make Tusky drop the rabbit. He bit my arm. Not too badly. For his jaw could not close properly. So I kicked him. He dropped the rabbit and it was still screaming at me. I stamped its head. The first time it did not too much. I had to stamp a second time for the rabbit to die. I do not understand myself. I was scared and sad and very mad at Tusky. Pictures should not have been on my mind, but they were. I took pictures of the rabbit. After a bit, the rabbit began to scream again. Tusky lost his mind and attacked it again, tearing one of the ears off before I could call him off. Then the rabbit dragged itself up, crushed head, broken legs, all dangling behind it, and trying to crawl away. I do not like to kill things, but it would be a cruelty to let this animal drag off and die slow, so I took a rock and smashed him once for all. I leave it in a lightning tree and go home. I do not understand why I do things I did. I did not think back then. I did not think. I felt disturbed. I kept thinking of the rabbit. I wonder if I brought it back with the Kodak. Not good things for a church boy. But I could not stop. So I took the Kodak again and one of my daddy's lanterns and I go back to the lightning tree. The rabbit is where I left it. That strike me strange. We have dogs, owls, 
bobcats, barn cats, and catamounts. That rabbit should be gone and eat by one. But he remained there, bloody and broken. I took another picture of him. He started to scream, I don't know how. His head was crushed from me stamping on the rock. I see one eye in his teeth, the rest is flat, and I see ants crawling through him. He gets up with some difficulty, then he see me with his one eye and hop at me. He slides his teeth into my finger, hang skew, for his head was too flat to close his teeth properly. He did not let go, he seemed angry. I smash him into a lightning tree and kill him a third time, then I bury him and go back home. My mama were angry with me and whooped me. Then she dressed the bite and sent me to bed. I tell her it were cricket, her barn cat, so she would not know what I did. I put the Kodak away and took no pictures for a full season. My daddy still gave me the two film rolls each month, but I hid them away. One morning in the autumn, my parents were out. I was by myself at home. Tusky chased Cricket across the road and got hit by a car. It flipped him up and under the wheels, taking the skin from his ribs and throwing him back to her easement. He tumbled down to her yard. I do not understand myself now or then. I get the Kodak and put the new film in. Then I bring it outside to take pictures of my good dog. No sooner I snap the picture than Tusky roll his head and howl. Tusky, I tried to say. Only I was crying my heart out. You're a good boy. You be okay? Tusky turned his head. His neck was braked, so it flopped all funny. Then he see me and try to crawl. He whine and howl when his ribs scraped the rocks. I went to him, but it were a bad idea. He growl and snap at me. At first I think it because he's in such pain, but that isn't true. My good boy, he had brown eyes before he died. After I take picture, one eye become green. Hot white green, like in lightning storms. Then Tusky bite me hard and he won't let go. He tried to shake, but with his neck braked could not. He just did his teeth and harder. My daddy and my mother come back then. My daddy get a gun and shoot Tusky. I did not take any more pictures. I have my daddy take me to see the trains one day. And I leave the Kodak on the tracks for a train to smash. This is the last I see or hear of that Kodak. I apologise for crying at you, sir. It's not like me to cry. So that's all for these disturbing, no sleep tales. The descriptions and credit to the authors will be linked in the description below. And if you do have any stories of your own, you can find various other links in the description as well. So if you're new, please do subscribe and hope to see you on other videos in the future. Thank you. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. 
depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.